Hello and welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending July 22, 2022. I'm your host, Laura Bardowick, and joining us today is Chief Investment Strategist of North America, Paul Eidelman. Paul, thank you so much for joining. Yeah, good to see you, Laura. Likewise. So today I was thinking that we could talk through three topics. First, early read on second quarter earnings reports. Then, European Central Bank just came out with a new announcement. And finally, similarly, a new announcement from Russia involving Europe and gas. If that all sounds good to you, let's go ahead and start with um, early read on Q2 earnings. Yeah, I think um, big picture, we know a couple of things are happening right now. The U.S. economy is slowing down. Some of that's by design. The Fed's trying to get inflation under control. And because of that, you know, it makes the health of the corporate sector an important thing to watch here. So we know things are slowing, but is it going to be a, a bending or a breaking of the economy? And so the corporate picture is interesting. So far, it's very early, and this is a little bit backward looking into Q2, but the early results look okay. A couple of the bigger companies that reported this week, Tesla, for example, they had some production issues in Shanghai given the COVID lockdowns there, but they delivered better earnings than Wall Street was looking for, so that was a positive. Also, Netflix, which has been quite challenged this year, did show subscriber losses, but not as many as Wall Street was fearing. So I think against a low hurdle, the the earnings news this week was a little bit better than expected. And that helped to contribute to some positivity in financial markets. The S&P 500 index this week traded up uh, through Thursday here almost three and a half percent, so pretty strong results. And we're now up almost nine percent from the lows in mid-June. So I guess we've been talking about a lot of pessimism in the market, certainly some big macro risks, but it seems like as things come in, maybe a little bit less bad, if you will, that's helped to generate some positivity in terms of equity market performance. Well, that's great to hear. We'll see how the rest of the earnings season plays out. In the meantime, let's go ahead and hop over to Europe. European Central Bank just announced a rate hike, the biggest one, I think, since 2000. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on there, what investors should be paying attention to? Well, yeah, Europe's having the same problem that everyone is right now, which is um, high inflation. So inflation's overshooting their target. This was um, a larger than expected rate increase. So they delivered a half a percentage point. Investors were only expecting a quarter of a percentage point. And so it was significant. It was their first rate hike in 11 years. Um, and it's now moved interest rates out of negative territory there. So a lot of sort of notable milestones for Europe. Interestingly as well, they delivered a, a second announcement as well. They Something called the Transmission Protection Instrument, TPI, just one more acronym to remember in, in Europe, keeping things easy. And what that's all about is to try to protect uh, countries like Italy, for example, making sure they experience the same monetary policy that a country like Germany was effectively containing um, interest rate spreads, if you will. And importantly, that new tool basically has no limits to it in terms of how much money the European Central Bank can put behind it. And so I think that is an important positive uh, step for the European policy framework from more of a medium term perspective. So definitely some interesting developments from the ECB this week. Well, that's that's very interesting. We'll have to continue to see what's happening there. But speaking of Europe, um, you know, Russia just turned back gas on for Europe. Can you talk a little bit about implications to broader policy, geo geopolitics? Yeah, so um, the Nord Stream pipeline, which uh, sends natural gas from Russia to Europe, had been closed for about 10 days for maintenance. And there was some concern in the market that 
given all of the, the tensions right now, Russia might not turn the gas flows back on. And they, they did. They're, they're only flowing at about 40% of capacity, which is where they were before the maintenance period. But incrementally positive news versus the alternative of an abrupt cutoff with some meaningful challenges for Europe. So I think that, that was positive news. When you do look at natural gas prices, though, they're still very high relative to a couple of years ago. So by no means is the European uh, economic situation out of the woods, but definitely some incrementally positive news um, as it relates to sort of the, the geopolitics and the energy supply crisis in Europe. Well, hopefully the positive news continues. But in the meantime, I think we're out of time for today. So thank you so much for Paul, Paul for joining us. And thank you all for joining us as well. We hope to see you next time and hope you have a great week in the meantime.